This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Grace and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Governor Hochul and Lee Zeldin avoid crossing paths during the Columbus Day Parade as Mayor Adams, get this, blows kisses to hecklers at the parade after they greeted him, if you will, with a Bronx cheer with the F word. Eric Adams! Eric Adams! Eric Adams! Arrest Eric Adams! Arrest Eric Adams! Eric Adams! And they weren't cheering, we love Eric Adams. They were using the F word. That's why we had to beep it out. This as the investigation is ongoing about the shootings of two teenagers police believe it's gang related outside Zeldin's home with his two teenage daughters home at the time. Still very much a hot issue in the race for Governor I'm going to give you my two cents on this in just a second. President Biden, who turns 80, the big 8-0, next month is the oldest man ever elected to the presidency. And nearly two-thirds, nearly two-thirds of Americans, including a majority of Democrats, now say they are at least, quote, somewhat concerned about Biden's mental health according to a new poll. The grieving mom of a Bronx man randomly, here we go again, stabbed to death at a subway station, is slamming the city, and specifically Mayor Adams, stating that the city and Mayor Adams are failing to keep New Yorkers safe on the transit system. The mother is 73-year-old. Her name, Frances Vanderpool Moore, and she's highly critical of City Hall and the mayor over the senseless death of her son, 38-year-old, 38 years old, City Field employee Charles Moore, who was stabbed multiple times at the East 176th Street Station last week. The heartbroken Woman says she found out from a neighbor who spoke to news reporters that her son was dead. The mother says the city should be sued. And boy, did she have some unflattering comments about the mayor. Stating that someone should, what's the best way to say this? Um, Using her words, but I can't use her exact words. I'm not comfortable with it. But someone should whip the mayor's... um, Backside. There we go. But she didn't use the word backside. And I know some people use the word on the radio. I just don't feel comfortable with it. And in California, Nuri Martinez has resigned as president of the Los Angeles City Council 24 hours, 24 hours after a leaked audio recording revealed her and a few other council members 
making some very racist comments. We are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Hoku and Zeldin avoided a crossing paths yesterday at the Columbus Day Parade as the mayor blew kisses to hecklers. And I, I really don't understand that type of behavior from the mayor. You're the leader of the city. But the, the big story, less than a month before Election Day, November 8th, continues to be the shooting right outside Lee Zeldin's home in Suffolk County. His daughters were home at the time of the shooting. Two teenagers wounded, believed to be gang-related. And this is what Zeldin had to say as to what his daughters witnessed. The girls, when they ran upstairs and they locked themselves uh, into the bathroom, one of them briefly peeked outside of a window and saw these people at the property. And what really uh, frightened them the most was not knowing if they were being targeted. Not knowing if they were being targeted. Suffolk County, a residential community. Keep in mind, folks, Zeldin is a sitting congressman. And this is happening literally on his porch. On his porch. The 16-year-old daughters, Michaela and Ariana, they attended the parade with Zeldin yesterday, and this is what they had to say. It's very scary, and we didn't know if they were coming after us. And to have that in our lawn, it's like right in front of our house. We were sitting there doing homework. We could have gotten hurt when I saw a person on our lawn. Um, I didn't know if he was a shooter or if he was the one getting targeted. Now, listen to what the young lady said. Focus on it for a second, folks. She sees a young man on her family's lawn. She knows her father is a congressman and running for governor. She does not know if they are coming for her. She's 16 years old. No 16-year-old should have to experience this type of situation. And this is a candidate for governor. One of two people that will lead New York State in just a a few months. And this is the type of issue that could have traction going into the election. Crime is the issue that can turn this election around. Governor Hochul tread very carefully. She was also asked... And we're going to start with your calls in just one second. At the uh, parade, whether or not Zeldin should get state police protection, it has been an issue. Zeldin, his campaign says they raised it with the state police, but they have not been given in the past. They have not been given protection from the state police. Listen to how Governor Hochul responded to that question. There's conversations with respect to the last incidents with the House representatives, so they're responsible for protecting the members of Congress, but uh, we'll certainly have the conversation. We'll we'll have the conversation. Wow. So it, it wasn't bad enough when a deranged man upstate jumped on stage with a sharp item and could have stabbed Mr. Zeldin. Well, what, how long are we going to wait? Are we going to wait until after the election? When, when he would qualify as a sitting member of Congress if there are extenuating circumstances for security, but it wouldn't be channeled through the state police. And traditionally what happens, at least, in, for example, in the mayor's race, the moment you become the nominee of a major party, the NYPD, the intelligence division, starts police protection. So while it may not be that way with the state police, it should be. It should be. There should be a detail on 
Zeldin, just like there is on the governor, and there should be a detail or, at a minimum, state police cameras, as they do with some county executives, where the police can monitor the cameras. They they would have gotten to the scene late, but at least they would have known, they would have had an idea of what was going on. Let's begin with the telephone calls. Mike and Comac, good morning, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic. Good to talk to you again. Good morning. Go right ahead, Mike. Well, like I was telling the uh, call screener, you need to go back to progressive policing, stop question and frisk, give the cops qualified immunity, give it back to them. Maybe something will change. As you know, I know the mayor personally, and I told you before, he's no ball of fire. When he was a cop, I think he maybe had maybe 10 arrests his whole career. Uh, that's what it is, to be honest with you. Well, Mike, I, I couldn't agree with you more. We we have got to go back to stop question and frisk. I'm not saying abuse it with 600,000 stops, but frankly, I wouldn't even have a problem with that. I'd rather be alive uh, and, and questioned, uh, possibly pulled over by the police uh, as a routine. What I'm trying to say, Mike, is that I get it. I understand the argument as it relates to uh, as it relates to civil rights, I get it, but I would um, I would hope that everybody wants to remain alive, and that is the reality of what we're dealing with. And Mike, you mentioned qualified immunity. Of course, the police need to get it back. Of course, how do we how do we have a situation where the politicians have full protection, but the people on the front line do not? There is something terribly, terribly wrong with that. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your calls. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Good morning to you, Dominic. You know, Dominic, with the situation, good morning, uh, that happened with Congressman Zeldin outside of his his house is really unbelievable. It's uh, a terrible thing. But as you know, uh, the gang problem in Long Island, uh, in Suffolk County, in some of these towns and villages, is nothing new. When President Trump first took office, early in his term, uh, his first attorney general, uh, uh, former Senator Jeff Sessions, went out there because yes. the problem was such a, such a bad uh, problem that it was the federal government went down out there to see what was going on. Uh, unfortunately, and I'm a pro-police person, uh, 100%, but Suffolk County Police, which is one of the highest paid in the, in the nation, if not the highest paid, has not gotten a handle on this problem. That's you know what I believe. Well, well, Al, I I believe they the 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 salary should match the risk in terms of what they're taking with their lives. I don't have a problem with that at all. It is a tough job to get this MS thirteen. I mean, the federal government, as you said, that the AG at the time, Jeff Sessions, did indeed go out there. It's tough to get control of this, and this is another reason why this the southern border needs to be manned, shut down, because these gangbangers, whatever term you want to use for them, they don't even have enough respect to say the guy running for governor lives in that house two doors down. Uh, We better not do this right here. We're going to do nothing but bring heat to ourselves. They don't even have that much respect for for what they're doing. It's almost like the wild, wild west. And it's happening in in inner cities. It's happening on Long Island. It's happening in Suffolk County. And, yeah, there is a gang problem, but the police can only do but so much when there are those in the progressive communities that, no, 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 you know, there are other ways to deal with the problem. Al, it's it's just it's just disgusting, and and I, I hope people and thank you for the call, Al. I really hope people turn out and vote November eighth, and vote your interest, whatever your personal interest, 
may be vote. Vote for the candidate that best match matches what you are looking to to have done. So, for example, I understand mayors get frustrated, but I've covered mayors for 40 years, close to 40 years. And I think it's disgusting that as the mayor was heckled at the Columbus Day Parade to blow kisses at the people protesting him. The mayor is there with a full police detail. Believe me when I tell you. And they're undercover so you don't know who they are. You may recognize one or two. But he's there with a full police detail. Why is he blowing kisses at at uh, at hecklers? It's inappropriate. I understand that as mayor you get frustrated, and so the mayor dismissed a handful of hecklers with air kisses. Again, while Governor Hochul and Lee Zeldin avoided confrontation with each other at the Columbus Day Parade. The mayor earlier in the day uh, attended a Columbia University-sponsored Indigenous Peoples Day event, and he brushed off the comments along the parade, parade route by throwing air kisses. And someone said, what are you going to do about all this crime? And the mayor replied with a smile, keep you safe. As we played at the top of the show, and I see all your telephone calls, we're about to go right back to them. Uh, as I see the calls, the 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 mayor, uh, he was responding to some people uh, saying F you to the mayor and um he was marching along State Senator Diane Savino of Staten Island, and uh, she was not happy with the attacks on the mayor, and she said to the protesters, have some class. Now, is this my friend Obi Murray, who appears uh, with Frank Morano uh, calling from Vermont? Is this that OB Murray on the phone? Yes, it is. Dominic, it is. It is. How are you, sir? Good morning, OB. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Um, I don't know if you can, can you hear me okay. Loud and clear. Oh, great. I was just uh, calling. The detail is not, it, it's been done before. In 2013, Bill Gio and Joe Loder were both given a detail by Mayor Bloomberg at the time. Right, so they, but they, but they were running for mayor, not running for governor. But, but it's a different, and you would know better than I would, OB, but they were running for mayor, not for governor. It's a different uh, I, I law enforcement. 100%. I don't okay. recall in the past that it has been necessary because when you look at who's been running for governor, they actually had some sort of detail. I don't know what Marcus did uh, when he was running as Dutchess County Executive. But in the past, when you've had Democrats and Republicans, a lot of them have come out of Astorino was a county executive. They had details of some sort possibly around them. And right. then you have, you have a precedent of the government paying for it for a campaign. In situations, it's just it's about safety, and if people are going to run for office and there are going to be heightened uh, issues that come out and manifest themselves in in threats to people, that may be a time for it to become more norm when necessary. Now, in some quarters, Ob Murray, political consultant, uh, Zeldin is being uh, criticized for politicizing uh, this incident. But my point is what. How else can you respond after the, after two people were shot literally on, in your porch area, in your yard area, and your two daughters, teenage daughters, are home? I don't know that he politicized this. I think if he would politicize it, there'd be a lot more being done. This right. is just public comment. This is things that are out there. He's had the girls out there before when he was running the primary. They were traveling around the whole time. Do you so it's see... not the first time that they've been out there. Do you see a scenario, before I move on to some of the other callers, a scenario where Zeldin can pull this off in less than a month? Uh, you know, it's, it's about momentum, and it's tough. He's got an uphill battle. It's still there. Um, it's, an uphill battle is still there. How is he going to pick up enough votes in Hudson Valley? How is he going to pick up enough votes in Erie County? He has to win Erie County decisively. 
Uh, and then in the city, he's got his 30% number, and he's been working it down there. I don't know. I just don't know yet, Dominic. Well, OB. A lot of, a lot of, I, I, a lot of baseball to play. Yes. I, I, I thank you for calling in. Normally I listen to you. Uh, when you're on all night long with Frank Marano, but uh, thank you for calling in. You're a very good hey. man, and and you know hey, what Dominic, you're talking great show about. As always, thank you, Ob, and you have a uh, great. And you are actually in Vermont this morning. I'll be back tonight. Okay, thanks, thanks okay. Again for everything you're doing out there, Dominic. Keep it up. Thank you. Enjoy Vermont. Let's go from Vermont to Westchester. Let's say good morning to Tom. Good morning, Tom. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, uh. Dominic, you keep me entertained throughout the night as I work in the city. I'm a, a bank inspector. I work for one of the banks, and I inspect the banks at night. I got to witness something tonight. I stopped just to get some pizza, and I went into a local pizza shop on 100th Street, and some deranged guy came in screaming and yelling. He happened to be a black gentleman. And, you know, right away I thought he was yelling at me, and it turns out he ended up yelling at another black gentleman inside of the establishment, and he was basically threatening to cut the guy up with a knife. Wow. And... Then he put his attention on me, and you know I, I have, you know, my own protection on me. So, um, and it's not it's not a, it's not a gun. I have a lot of stuff I carry for protection. So I was I was ready. So he left. He proceeded to walk down the street. So I got back in my car and I I kept some distance. And nobody does anything. Nobody calls the cops. But you know I, I see this on a nightly basis. So I call the cops all the time when I see it, which is what I did. The cops came. I gave him a full description. He actually ended up going into a bank get money out of an ATM machine with his own ATM card, which is where the cops came, and they came very quickly. They came within literally minutes. And I pulled over and told the cops what I had, had witnessed, and he, you know, he threatened with a knife. He never pulled it out. And I go around the block, and I proceeded to, you know, turn around again, and I see the guy walking down the street. They had no choice but to let him go. They didn't detain him. This was a guy that was yelling at everybody he saw in the street, and he clearly would have, you know, taken the next step if he had a weapon on him. Right, and and that's what's so scary, Tom, because uh, what it, 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 the police, their hands are tied, and 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 in some cases they can't act, and when they do, are in a position to act, it's too late in a very bad way, and you know, Tom, things things are so out of control. I I I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but but I'm not. So so now when I'm walking up the street. Uh, in Manhattan, in the city of New York, and someone is behind me, I stop, and I don't mean to offend people, and I make sure I look them in their eye and get a good look at their face and size them up. And sometimes I will literally stop and let them walk past me. And I make sure that if they don't invade my personal body space, because things can happen really fast and go really wrong, and it, you know it, it's a tough it's a tough scenario, but I I am glad Tom the silver lining in your situation is at least you were not hurt, and um, and you were able to move on from this. Correct? I don't think there's enough people taking steps that issue because no one else was going to call the cops, and I I probably call the cops on a nightly basis because like I said I'm in the city inspecting the banks and everyone's sleep. And, you know, just to bring to everyone's attention that most of the banks in the city now, you cannot access them, especially the Chase banks, past 10 p.m. because of the holders problem. Chase has decided to close all the ATM vestibules so that the regular patrons, unless there's a security guard present, no one's allowed to go into the ATM room. Well, and, and things things are changing drastically, as we know, with the CVSs of the world and the the Walgreens and so on. You know, in some cases, you have to wait for the clerk to um, to uh, get you toothpaste and so on. It's interesting because I was listening to Frank Morano, uh, who did part of our uh, Columbus Day uh, coverage, and I filled in uh, today from 1 to 3 p.m., well, well, now technically yesterday for Greg Kelly on his national show. So on WABC, you heard our parade coverage. But if you had tuned into the national show at one of the different stations throughout the country that carries Greg's show, you would have heard me fill in for him. But my point is that I ran into Frank Morano, at, and I think it's a CVS, I think. We bumped into each other starting out our day this morning, and that's the one store 
that I have seen drastically how bad things have become in terms of the store, the brand, uh, removing products off the shelves. But again, Tom, I, you know, to your point of more people need to be more aggressive and more involved in terms of, and I define that by calling the police. You're right. You are correct. But I'm glad that it worked out in your situation. I, I thank you, uh, I thank you for, for the uh, telephone call. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Linda on Long Island. Good morning. What's on your mind? Hi, Dom. I missed you, too. Um, you... I was just wondering, do you think that there is something very suspicious? Two times. This is the, tw- the second time that something happened to Lee Zeldin when now he's coming up. Uh, uh, he's looking better, right, to win. Uh, she's, all these things are coming out about her, you know, all the things she's doing. Um, do you think it seemed very suspicious? I, I don't remember no. it happening with any anyone else. No. Um, running for office. What, what, what happened? And, and, Linda, you, you raised some very valid points. But when you are in the public's eye, whether that be a media personality, a newscaster, a politician, a a high-profile politician, an athlete. There are a lot of nuts in the world. And now this gang-related shooting, that doesn't have anything to do with a mental health issue. But the first one uh, with Congressman Zeldin did as he was campaigning upstate, I think it's coincidence. Certainly this shooting you're dealing with with kids that have no respect for anything or anybody, and that you know they don't know that 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 the guy running for governor or the guy on TV, they don't know that that's his house. They just look at it as let's let's shoot them up, let's let's do what we do. But but I I will admit this much, Linda, it does look suspicious. It does. But I mean, somebody could have told, could tell them to, you know, for some reason, get over there, go over there for some other reason, and that's where they would, you know, they wouldn't know what they're doing. For some reason, they could have said somebody's there that's who's going after them, you know, could have tricked them. And this is the right. second time, within a short time, two things that happened just to this one candidate, Lee Zeldin. I don't remember it happening to anyone else. Now mm-hmm. that he's getting better. He's working better now to win. Well, it 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 can prove to be interesting, and I, I just want to say this, Linda, and I, I see all the telephone calls, and I've got to take a break in a second, but I am going to take one more call because Max in Manhattan says that crime is not really that bad, so I'm going to take Max's call in just one second. But Linda, I was around in the Pataki days before he was elected, and no one thought that George Pataki was going to win. And I mean no one. And boom, he beat an icon of the Democratic establishment, Mario Cuomo. So anything is possible. Maxim Manhattan, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, uh, Dominic. Listen, this last call that you had, Linda, she made a very good point here. Uh, I'm going to go on something historical here. Wait, 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 wait. I, but I don't, I don't have time for a history lesson because i got to take a break, Max. Just tell me your point, please. It'll be quick. The, the Jacobins took, were the radical group who took control of the French Revolution. Okay, the okay, guys, Max, I, Max, I don't have time for that. Do you have a point you want to make? Okay, you don't, you don't. All right, you don't have a point. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break. When we come back, we're going to Brooklyn, Queens, California, and Daytona. Stay with us. Talk Radio 77 This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. They say this is a big rich town. 
Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, and Governor Hoku and Lee Zeldin avoided crossing paths during the Columbus Day Parade yesterday as Mayor Adams blew kisses to hecklers. This as the investigation is ongoing about the shooting of two teenagers believed to be gang-related right outside Zeldin's home with his teenage daughters there at the time. Let's go right back to the telephone calls. Norman in Brooklyn, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, On Saturday, I was a participant in the Columbus Day Parade in Brooklyn, and I was uh, in a group of people marching with the Conservative Party, and when it got to the end of the parade, uh, I... Um, All of a sudden, I passed in front of the dais where they had all the VIPs up there. Um, And uh, all of a sudden, politicians and uh, uh, whatever, uh, diplomats of the (laughs) of the of the parade. And um, Eric Adams was up there behind uh, behind a mic. I don't know, getting a plaque or giving a plaque. I didn't really know. Um, it was a nice, quiet moment. I was about 50 feet away from him, and I just it just came out of me. Boo, boo, full out, you know, as loud as I can. And, uh, you know, I did it for a while, and then he, he said, oh, there's one in every crowd or something like that. And then uh, a security guard or a cop or I don't know what it was ran after me and said, no, not here, not here, and started, like, pushing me. Like, you know, put his hand on my shoulder. I told him, don't touch me. I swung around him and yelled, you suck. You suck. So why, Um, Norman, why did you do this? Why did I do that? Because his refusal to hire back all the city workers due to the mandates, um, his lazy zero bond partying ways. uh, We expect more than de Blasio, and we're not getting it. And he needs to see social protest. Um, no, he does not need to see, uh, you know, uh, uh, violence or anything like that, nor does he need to see uh, profanity, but uh, he needs to see some social protest. I mean, we're just – this is going to happen more and more. We're, we're getting sick of him, and, that, and that's – you know, that, that's – and we're getting sick of Hochul also. And, you know, hopefully – hopefully – Things will change this November. I mean, it won't change for the mayor. Uh, If it changes for the governor, it will, I suspect, change for the mayor because uh, he might stop being a suck-up to the woke Democrats. So, you know, um, do I regret it? No, I don't regret it. It's going to – more and more of this is going to happen, and uh, he's a big man, and he should expect it. But, uh, you know, the uh, the electorate is unhappy. Well, I, I think I, I appreciate your time, Norman, and I, I do agree with you to this degree that the electorate is unhappy. There is no doubt about that. There is no doubt about that. Thank you for the call, Norman. Let's stay in Brooklyn. Let's say good morning to Francine. Good morning, Francine, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic. How are you? I'm good. Um, Go right ahead, please. I hope you're well. uh, Okay. Um, I want to ask a question. Um, I will be crossing uh, party lines to vote for this uh, governorship because I'm a Democrat, and I just can't deal with this crime. It's really getting on my nerves. However, I want to know, um, all these people that are getting mugged, slashed, and knifed, are they going to be suing the city, and how can how will the city be able to afford all these lawsuits? Well, that that's a great question, Francine. The city has a, a – it's called Corporation Council. They have an entire department to do nothing but deal with lawsuits. And in many of these cases, for example, it, it, it was an issue with the PBA – because the con on the street was just sue no matter what, and the city's going to settle with you, which is what the case was. And so the PBA was like, wait a minute, you know, th- these are basically marks on cops' careers, and, 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 and we don't want you to settle. But the city's argument was, and it probably still is, is that it's much cheaper to just cut a check rather than tie up the courts and, and, uh, and go to trial. So 
Millions are spent every year, Francine, on at least from the city of New York, and I'm sure it's the same with the state, uh, with with lawsuits, and uh, it's just a way of life. And it's not it's not a coincidence that that you hear commercials from some attorneys, from some that say if you have been a victim of alleged, uh, and they don't use the word alleged, but police brutality, because they know that a paycheck is probably coming in terms of the city settling. Now, we don't know, you know, and you don't know, the person doesn't know what the case is worth, but it depends on uh, on how much it's in the headlines, how embarrassing it is to the city, uh, who's at fault, what can be proven, but the city spends millions of dollars each and every year on lawsuits. Francine, I thank you for the telephone call. Let's go to Manhattan. Let's say good morning to Maxine. Good morning, Maxine. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Love good morning. Um, I'm actually a Democrat, but I, I'm definitely going to vote Republican. There was a stabbing Sunday night, I believe. A man got into a verbal dispute with uh, a couple, and they both stabbed him to death. Right, they just arrested the woman, I believe. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And um, I travel that route every day. And I am, when I say I am afraid to literally go to work, I am afraid to go to work. I have to look behind my shoulder every five seconds because there's some deranged homeless person roaming in the train station on the bus, roaming around, you know, just, and, and, and it's just like, where is Mayor Adams? What are you going to do about this? What What is your solution to this problem? Because it's out of control. It's hey, out Maxine, of control. Let, 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 let me say this. First of all, what you're telling me really breaks my heart, and I, I want to apologize for the fact that you have to go through that. It's not right. It's not right that people trying to make a living, trying to go to work, and you got to worry every five seconds, as you just said, for who may be uh, behind you. But please continue. But I just felt the great need to to interrupt you for a second and to apologize because what you're telling me literally breaks my heart. Please continue. And it, 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 it hurts me that, you know, the city has gone back to the late 80s to the crack era that's what it seems like to me and it's like there's no protection the the cops their hands are tied they can't really do anything because if they do everyone's going to pull out the camera and they're going to pull out their phone and they're going to catch something that really didn't actually happen the way they're going to portray it on the news you are correct it's just and and it's just like their hands are tied but we need help we need help and Mayor Adams, he has to help us. He has to. He, I mean, it's just like, but, you know, like I said in the beginning, you know, I'm I'm just going to have to, you know, really change parties because if the Republicans is going to do something about this crime, I'm with it. And that's all I have to say. Well, Maxine, well, first of all, that's not, that's not all you have to say because what you just said was an awful lot and it made a, a lot of sense. And let me just tell you why I'm proud of you on a personal level. And I'm serious when I say this. This is why I became a Republican. Because I said to myself that you're not going to just take my vote for granted and think that I'm just going to automatically vote for you. No, it doesn't happen that way. You're going to earn my support. And so whatever party you want to be involved with, that's on you. But what, Maxine, but what I do like of what you're stating to me is that you're not going to let any party take you for granted. And and that's a good thing. That means Mm -hmm. that people are waking up. And, and, And I hope and pray, Maxine, that nothing bad happens to you. And, and I, I'm really sorry that you have to even feel that way going to work. Every you know, it's, it's just not right. And you are correct. The mayor does have to do something. Maxine, I thank you uh, for the very enlightening telephone call this morning. And I wish you nothing but uh, 
but peace and uh, the best things to come in your life uh, going forward. Thank you so much for the telephone call. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. I've got to take a break. When we come back, our Carter Care segment, and we're going to go right back to the telephone calls, Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens, California, and Daytona, Florida. I'll be right back. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. You knew this was coming, and I'm kind of on the fence as it relates to this issue. A migrant mom with her baby is begging for food here in New York City as critics blast this, uh, what they are calling tragic humanitarian crisis. A desperate mom says she's reduced to begging on Staten Island, and she's using her child as a prop, her baby as a prop, because her girls, in the mother's words, cannot stomach the food being served at the hotel where the city put them in after they arrived in the Big Apple on a bus from Texas. And so in some of the media accounts, you see the, the, the mother holding her one-year-old baby up to the driver's side window as she gestures with her hand towards her mouth. And her older daughter is seven years old, and she's standing there, and um, mom claims that they haven't eaten anything since the family arrived at a nearby hotel three days earlier because the only food available there was cereal and pizza. And she says that her daughter doesn't eat that food. She eats rice and soup. Her belly hurts. So I'm going to say it anyway, and some of you will say I'm not being sensitive. So then maybe, ma'am, you should have stayed where you were. Maybe. But we all know that this is about better opportunity. And now you're using your baby, your one-month-old child, as a prop. That's how I really feel. But then part of me says if, if, if another human being is really starving, then we should uh, do something to help. It's a tough situation, and the problems as it relates to these migrants are not going away anytime soon. Steve in Brooklyn, good morning. What's on your mind? Hello. Hey, Donna. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about some local races here. Okay, what, we, we only have time. On? I don't have time for for a long conversation. The phone lines are flooded, so you've got to get to your point fast, Steve. Yes, what is up with local candidates like Andrew Gennardis and Iwin Chu? They don't want to debate anymore. I, well, you know, there, I think, I, are there, they, you know. There, 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 there's a strategy uh, that, that many campaigns um, use as it relates to debates. And I know a thing or two about debates because I've, I've moderated many of the major debates uh, in New York City in years past, from Hillary Clinton to Michael Bloomberg on down. And so if you're the front runner, uh, then general, generally what's considered, and thank you for the call, Steve, it's generally considered that you have all the power, and generally you do. And that's what Hoku tried to do. She tried uh, with Lee Zeldin, but, but he pulled her trump card and beat her at her own game. So Hoku said, I'll do one debate, and it's on New York One. Well, she knows, and I don't mean this as any disrespect to my former colleagues at New York One, she knows that the audience at New York One is super, 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 super duper small. And so that's why she chose New York One. In other words, so the potential for liability for damage is greatly reduced because nobody's going to see it. And the Zeldin team knows that. And the Zeldin team said, no, 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 we are not willing to do that. Either you debate us 
at somewhere else where it's a much wider audience or we're not going to do it. So I, I have a funny feeling that something will give and there may be a debate. But as of right now, uh, we, we, we're less than a month left and there's no debate scheduled because Zeldin said, if all you're offering me is is New York One, I will take a pass. And it's a brilliant strategy. It's a brilliant strategy. And so we could go, to answer your question, we can go race to race to race, and I could give you a different strategy for why the candidate is doing what they're doing. Generally, candidates don't like to debate because um, you'll have a moderator like myself that will spend a month trying to come up with with got you questions, and some of us are very good at it, and that's why I brought back, and you now see it's done on all the debates, the lightning rounds, where you can only answer yes or no. The guy that you're listening to right now, I'm the one that brought that back maybe 10, 15 years ago, and now everyone is doing it. You can only answer yes or no. And for a politician, it is extremely hard to answer yes or no, because they want to give you these long-winded answers that say absolutely nothing and eat up the clock. So, if if you're the so, for example, if you're the mayor, so let let's say okay, if you're Eric Adams debating Curtis Sliwa, you want to ignore anything and everything Sliwa says, and you want to take all your time to answer the question. You want to eat up as much of the clock as humanly possible. And if you're if you're if you're Curtis Lewa, you're throwing haymakers trying to connect up against the candidate because to a degree Eric Adams even though he wasn't the incumbent mayor, he was definitely the heavy favorite because New York is overwhelmingly democrat. But I could go on for hours about debate debate uh, strategy. Let's go to uh, Anna in the Bronx. Good morning, Anna. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I'm calling to let you know a lot of times these uh, immigrants, they ask for food going to the car because they know these people don't have food in their car, and they'll give them money. Right. So they, right. you know, so they pretend they have an aid because you know damn well they get food in the hotel wherever they're at. Absolutely. And, and if they're hungry, they're gonna eat. Absolutely. You know, you know so what, Anna? Yes. I, I, I was, I was trying to give the mother the benefit of the doubt, but you are a thousand percent correct. It's a way of scamming for money. It's that simple. Using your child as a prop, literally. So, Anna, I, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning. It's about time. I'm just kidding. Um, nice show. Great show. I only get a minute or so, but um, I have a, a comment about something when you call us. That, um, Norman, by the way, he didn't answer your question as to why he booed um, Eric Adams uh, because he didn't have no reason to. And I think right now, we got to boo somebody in office, whoever they are, that's going to take care of this problem. It's not a boo, and it's not Adams, it's not Herkel and Zeldin. And I agree with Linda also about the setup thing. I wanted to say it, but I didn't want you cause calling me something that I'm not. But I, it sounds uh, quite suspicious. And I think you should have a debate between your callers and some of the candidates, like the two that's claiming they want to be governor, and get the real answers. Because this is no joke time. I don't care if it's Republican, Democrat, or cheeseburgers, but we got to do this right. Audrey, that that would never happen. I I just told you debates. Uh-huh, all don't say about, never. Wait, 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 wait. But I but I just said debates are all about strategy. So Hoku would never agree to that. One because candidates always believe that the questions from the callers are staged. Uh, it, it so uh, uh, Zeldin would have nothing but everything to gain, and 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 uh, and Governor Hoku would have nothing but everything to lose. So that would never happen. And maybe a maybe a, a moderated debate, moderated debate, but not one where they're taking calls from the public. That will never happen. I wish that it would, Audrey, but but it but it won't. I thank you as go ahead, go ahead, Audrey, before I move on. Well, thank you for taking my call, but why not? Then we can see who's really worth it. Audrey, Audrey one is my it's candidate. not it's not about, about 
Audrey, it's not about informing the public. It's about winning an election, period, period. That's the bottom line. I can't be no more honest with you than that. It's about winning an election. I see all the calls, but first I'm joined by my colleague, Frank Morano, and the other side of Midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. It was uh, it was good to see you during the daylight hours. I forgot what yeah, you looked like Yeah, we saw each hours. other in daytime. But wait, was that a CVS that yeah, we were? Yeah, I, uh, I heard you tell the story of our, our meeting, and uh, yes, your your recollection was right on the money. That is a CVS. Okay, okay. So in a few minutes, I'm passing the baton to you. What do you have coming up this morning? Well, um, we have... Have a lot of interesting things. A lot of people like me are still mourning the loss of the New York Metropolitan season. Uh, they won over 100 games, but basically blew it in the playoffs. One author who's written a lot about history is a fellow by the name of David Krell, who says that people like me who are complaining about this are uh, they're really a little bit much, right? They say we should appreciate the fact that the Mets were able to win so many games to begin with and even make the playoffs and not whine about the fact that they got eliminated in the first round. He's going to put it in a broader historical context. We're going to get into that. And there's a new documentary out that explores the death of John F. Kennedy Jr. and some theories involving what may have happened to him and how that may differ from the official story. So people are still fascinated by John F. Kennedy Jr., his life and his death years after he's passed away. So we're going to get into that as well, uh, a little bit on this Kanye West situation, and we're going to talk about some of the other issues you've been uh, you've been hammering the last hour or so. Well, let's. I was about to go to uh, Daytona, Florida, but the caller just hung up. Send so me a postcard. Go- <laughs> Let's go to Lenny and Beth Page. I believe Lenny feels that I gave Eric Adams a pass. Is that accurate, Lenny? I think so, because a lot of people gave him a pass. Bo Deedle gave him the biggest pass. He thinks he's going to be okay, this and that, and he's not okay. He's just letting the liberals out, letting the criminals out, and he speaks a good game. Not that he... Not that he can speak English so well, but he speaks a good game, and it's a horror. Well, I I, I hear you, Lenny. Um, things certainly certainly have to change. Thank you for the call, Lenny. Frank, we we've got forty seconds left. How do you size up the job that Mayor Adams is doing thus far? I, I think it's mediocre, uh, but I think look, he ran his fundamental promise during the campaign was to do something to get a hold of crime. He didn't say, elect me and I'll say the right things and be impotent on this issue because of rogue district attorneys. He said he's going to do something about it. And we really, we haven't seen much in the way of results. If we weren't going to get results, he shouldn't have been promising that during the campaign. Man, I love the way you just articulated that because it is right on point. Frank Morano, that's a reason, folks, why you want to keep the radio white right where it is. Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight is starting right now, right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC.